Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Ideally, let's continue this discussion here about the conservatism, you know, and talk a little bit more about the streets, because how has talking about Christianity and from some of the folks that we've talked about given you a different perspective as to how it works and the economics and all that. We talk about economics a lot because it, it is there. Everything is in there. But what about you? Like, where do you stand on all this? Uh, define the question. Uh, oh, I just mean like, has, has, I don't know. Like, are you, cause you said that in, in, in earlier that, that, you know, you got into this cause you were curious about religion. Right. So it's like, yeah, I, well, I am now. I mean, okay. So let me, I'll answer now. Because here's the thing, I never realized the similarities of Christianity and just being a thug. (laughs) Seriously, I just never saw it. Like, you just don't know. uh, Because to, you know, to survive on the streets without getting any type of social disease or getting hooked on drugs or, or, or end up, you know, you know, being in prison or something like that, you know, although I've been locked up a couple of times, uh, but never, like, I've never been locked up where I ever was, I was never convicted of any crime. Right. So, uh, you know, and that's why I know prison sucks, man, because to get locked up in jail and just be there, just waiting for your court, you know, uh, you know, trials and shit like that. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you. Sounds miserable. Jail is miserable. Yeah, and imagine prison. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, but anyway, so but here is the thing: the reason why I was able to survive was because of how I've been. Like I was always kind to everybody, and I never, you know, the one thing I never was was angry. Like I, yeah. just, I was never angry in my heart, and uh, and I never took it personal. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. And it, and, and it's like you know and. And I'm not saying because I've always loved myself, but uh, mainly because I had a great love for myself. You know, I think <laughs> you had then, too much of a love for yourself because obviously, you know, arrogance yeah, no, see, and God but, complex, the Messiah complex. Yeah, no, well, see, but here's the thing. But but see, but I never thought I was better than anybody. You know, because I always see, and this is my mistake. My mistake growing up was believing that everybody had the same abilities that I had. And I always like, I spent a lot of time trying to tell people, come on, if we do this, if we do that, we can get this, we can get that. And trying to teach everybody how to be good criminals or how to be, you know, try to make math or, or try to, try to, you know, to make something. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause you could do all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, oh man, you could do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, like, uh, like to, there's a, something called a lenio and, it's basically a joint with PCP, like you, you know. But <laughs> you could do all kinds of stuff with that. Yeah, you, you, could, you know, like because poppies grow all over the place. 
So, you know what I mean? You I make opium, people, mix opium in your drugs oh, anytime see, you want. Oh, God, like, and Sal is trying to tell these people, come on, we could do this, we could do that. And, and yeah, but they never did it. But, uh, but you know, because <laughs> That's they- funny. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, see, but that was my weakness. My weakness used to, you know, believing everybody was equal was actually a weakness because we're not equal. Right. And uh, yeah, so the thing was, yeah, I, I just thought everybody who wasn't on the streets was stupid and we were our own gods and stuff like that, which is true. But I thought everybody could be godlike. And uh, yeah, it was like a weird thing. Like growing up in the streets is just really bizarre. But uh, that said, uh, mm-hmm. the thing was, and I never saw it until just recently, was if it wasn't for the people who are Christians, I never would have survived. Yeah. And if I didn't have like a self-love for myself and, and trying to help others, like in my own way, like I helped a lot of people. Like, how did I get into nursing? Well, because I actually literally shot up some lady who's, whose veins collapsed. You know, she was on heroin and I, I, I tied her up and I injected that needle into her vein and did it successfully. And I'm thinking, you know what? I can do this for a living. <laughs> And, and but it's the thing it's but like you also know, did it because you wanted women it's no, 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 no. Oh, fuck no i never would have jumped no she was a fuck man that's like the chicken head times 10 you know no, what i mean it, you got to know it because nursing is a stressful job and that's how oh you yeah no, no 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 yeah no well yeah no but at that point <laughs> with doing the heroin thing no but it took me okay from that point it took me three years Oh, so okay. like, so like my first spark into nursing, like, you know, taking care of others, I was like, I could do this, but I never dawned on me to do it for a living until three years later when I saw all the broads, <laughs> you know, in the nursing program, I was like, holy crap, this is easy pickings, you know, it's like, and that's what really motivated me uh, because it, it's because going from sports into something not athletic Mm-hmm. It's a big hit on the women because through athletics, I was able to bang, 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 bang and just bang my <laughs> way through life. But then, you know, ever since that, you know, the suicide of that guy, and he made that note and kind right. of me uh, for stop me from, I just, that's when I just turned away from athletics uh, until I got into fighting, which is, you know, you know that story already, but. Oh yeah, sure. But I still needed women. So without sports, how am I going to get women? Nursing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like a, a natural. That's how I got into nursing. I, I find that a lot of people, this is just to tie it into my experience here a little bit with athletes. Like I find that a lot of like previous athletes who had been in obviously like a highly competitive sport, like really competed and like had a lot of competition going from them. They, they usually do really well in performance driven roles. It's like an always really common to find like, pr- like pro athletes or former athletes and like sales roles and everything. And I know this cause I'm in a sales role. So it's just like, these guys just like to compete. They like score. Yeah. They like numbers. <laughs> like they just love it. And I like, and I found out that when I started doing, cause I want to talk a little bit about making money in this episode, just to shift it over. Yes. Yeah, that you it. need that. I, we said this briefly a couple of days ago with taxation, but like when you sell stuff and you learn that just from my experiences, it is conservatism. Because it's like an exchange of, of the two things. And it's not socialist because you're not getting paid for the time that you're not working. It's absolutely on the transaction that is made. If, if anything, my 
advocacy should be if you sell something to somebody else and you two agree, the government should never tax you on that ever, ever, exactly. ever, ever. You know what I mean? Because it is a private agreement between two people, but they find every way they can to take money from you. To take it back to my point, I've learned a lot about conservatism just from learning sales psychology, right? Just because one of the big things here, like the similarly how you talk about how you know how to manipulate, you know, obviously in, in your past and everything. It's similar because I think I've learned that skill also over time. I've actually learned it. Like it's, I feel like I've always kind of had it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this because I'm in, I want to dive into conservative psychology here where it's like, I feel like I've always been able to connect with people pretty easily because I know how to build rapport. You know, I'm like an unassuming guy, but now I have like, now I have like uh, an intention behind it. And when you go into like any kind of sales situation, you got to like know, like you just got to know where they're coming from. If you don't know that you can't sell them anything and it's like, you can actually use what they say to get them going, huh? Oh, all right. That makes sense. Oh, really? Oh, all right. And then just moving along. Oh, like this is a good thing. You, you know about like the Wolf of Wall Street, right? You know about Jordan Belfort, that guy? Uh, no, I, I, I know the movie, but I, I, I haven't seen yeah, the movie. So before. I learned a little bit of his sales psychology from him and that stuff works. Like that stuff really works. I know we're talking more like business. No, but let me interrupt you for one second because what you said is really important. Understanding where somebody comes from. Yeah. That is like number one rule in street survival. When you have anybody in the streets, you have to understand where they're coming from. Right. But, always, but on the streets, it's always the extreme because you don't know what's going to set that dude off. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know where somebody's coming from on the streets and you set them off, that could be your life. It's funny how we always say, hey, where's this person coming from? We think of it every day for people who aren't from the streets as like, oh, well, where's their background, right? But on the streets, it's like, literally, did this guy just come from a fight? Like, you don't know that. Like, it's or, literal. Or, or it's yeah. even like this. What if this dude came? Because like, because, you know, when I was homeless and on the streets, I was a kid. So this is the thing like, like what always crossed my mind. It's like, you don't know. What if this dude was just got finished getting, you know, beat by his dad or molested by his uncle. You don't know what this dude is going through. And that's like, like, and those are the types of things like you always got to think about, like, you know, uh, especially. That's why that's, you know what? That's the funny thing is because this ties it back to a point you said earlier. I can see why if you truly understand that you can't really be angry because (laughs) see, I couldn't be angry. See, but that's my point. This is what, why, like, uh, I don't want to say it's like, but something, yeah. okay, but okay. So I'll say it like this. I believe God spared me a lot of pain because I know like, cause like what you said, you don't know what this other guy comes from. When a guy is with the girl, these girls, man, imagine the type of abuse they used to go through. Yeah. And you know, and a, and a guy's caught up in that. You just don't know where somebody's coming from. So like, I always was very aware of that. And I was always thankful, like, man, I'm, you know, real. so like I always backed off a lot because I knew my day was never as bad as those people's days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and I know that ties into sales because you honestly have to understand where a person's coming from to be successful in sales. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like you're honestly providing an escape. 
<laughs> from their reality yeah. for whatever, how long you're talking to them, making that pitch. And then, you know, obviously the next day they're filled with regret, whatever they're buying from you. No, but <laughs> I'm only kidding. But um, no, no, there's ways to get around that. There's ways to, it's called, they're called tie downs. Like that's yeah, why you no, got no, always... I'm, just, I'm just teasing. Yeah. But uh, no, but, but the truth is, it's like, I, that's like, yeah, like even like now I'm very thankful. Like, man, I'm just so thankful that I didn't have to experience the pain that other people went through and, and the shitty days that people go through. Like, Cause a lot of people always, how come we don't have road races? This dude just cut you off. I'm like, you know, it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what he went through that. Like, seriously, who knows what he went through yeah. that day? You know, he well, but see, got a divorce or big ass tax bill and who knows? That's how I know how that works with Found you. out he got AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Because like you also, when you do, when you do sales, right. And this actually uh -huh. ties in very beautifully with what I want to bring up in a second, because Think about if, like, I, in my opinion, and this is actually advice my dad gave me, which was good advice. He said everybody should spend at least a year doing sales, some form of sales. And his point was because it's not just because you learn how money works, because it is. You, you have to actually know how money works. Yeah. If you learn sales, you know how transactions work. You know that, you know, when you have targets, you hit. Like, dude, the fact that you can go out and make 500 bucks in 45 minutes from one call you could potentially you know what i mean like that to some people until you get the money mindset right you're not going to make sales because think about it if you didn't have that money type mindset you'd go into it thinking well no one's interested and when you think like that no one is going to be interested so it's it's so kind of like you get that mentality you, you just have to be trained about how money works and look at where money where would you go for that kind of training there's all kinds of sales mentors all over the internet. Robert Kiyosaki can teach you. Tony Robbins can teach you. All these, all these gurus. But anyways, my really? point is, is that what they do? I have no idea. Like I heard there's of a lot. There's a lot. I was trained. By I a know lot nothing of about sales. I'm oh. like, okay, you. no, you can learn it. You can learn it. You can absolutely learn it. You can. No, I don't want to learn it. I'm just saying it. It's just. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is, the reason why this is relevant, not just for business and making money and all that it puts you in a abundance mindset. So this takes me to my next thing, which is men, men who are simps, men who, who uh, don't have, who have this scarcity mindset when it comes to women. The reason why it's important is because you can see it for yourself that if you're beating yourself up over like one woman, say you're just dating around, this is not about marriage or anything, but you're dating around or whatever. You see men all over the place get hung up over one woman, right? And people always say, well, there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's all this, but no one actually believes that to heart until they see it for themselves. Like really we've been taught, right? Even though you, you do need to find, if you want to get married, yeah, you got to find someone who meets your values, same faith, same, that kind of stuff. But if you're just looking around and you're getting hung up over people, understand that there's no no one is inherently special. That's the nice thing is that you're not objectifying people, but you just understand what numbers are. And people say, well, you're reducing people to numbers. You're objectifying women. No, I'm not. Because that's just how people are. They come and go. And that sounds like a very simple concept, but that's literally the first rule in sales is like, dude, if you're so attached, if you're so attached, you're not going to make it happen because it's got to feel like, you know, and, 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 and that's why I like to tie this into men out there who listen to this, who complain about women, not being able to get women, getting so attached to women. I hate to say it like this, but what sales has taught me is that it's just, they're all, there are opportunities everywhere, mm -hmm. but you can't 
take full advantage of them if you're coming from a place of scarcity, which is the, the big thing with people. That's why they, they pinch every penny. Well, I have think. a question. What is wrong with objectifying women? That's the part I don't understand. What is In wrong what with way? I, I mean, well, it depends. How are you defining it? Like, if you're manipulating. Well, that's the point. I don't even know what it means. Objectifying women. Like, if the literal dictionary version of objectify what what it just i don't think there's anything i don't think there's anything inherently wrong as long as both people are in agreement. i mean women objectify men men objectify women in fact women like being objectified i've said that in videos and you know but (laughs) no but seriously like the it's to treat as an object or cause to have objective reality i don't get it well, our, 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 our society of gynocentricism has made it a bad thing. But No, but see, that's my point. Why is it a bad thing to give expression to something such as an abstract notion, feeling, or ideal in a form that can be experienced by others? It is, in the, it is the essence of the fairy tale to objectify differing facets of the child's emotional experience. I don't get oh, it. Like, actually, what? you just you just gave me a, a realization there. It's like, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong. With yeah, it. but seriously, it's like, see, but that's that's why, you know, like, I have a hard time. Like, I honestly don't know what it means. Like, when you say it the way you saw, we objectify women. I'm thinking, okay, I know that's supposed to be negative, but why is it negative? Like, what does it mean that makes it negative? No, you're right. You just women objectify I don't think it's men. We objectify pets and animals. We, you know, like we objectify everything. I don't get it. Even in the Merriam Dictionary, they give the example of fairy tales as an objectification of, of, of uh, a child's emotions. I don't get it. Like, no, I, no, you're right. Wow, you just, you're right. I've been, wow, I'm still in that mindset where it's like, oh, objectifying. Yeah, you still that. believe abortion means stop. <laughs> I know, I know. There's nothing wrong with it. I know. No, but anyway, uh, no, no, but, uh, uh, no, but it's the truth. It, it's like, it, it's, it's like, yeah, I, like when people say I, I objectify women, it's like, yeah, I do. And I'll objectify you too. And I, if you don't, you know, this and that and blah, 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 blah. But, but the thing is, People tend to believe objectification is somehow, some way done in a way to demoralize you or dehumanize you, but that's none of that's true. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's like if people, uh, I mean, the thing is like this. The reason why we have sex toys is probably because some woman uh, complained about being objectified. you're not wrong you're not wrong for saying that yeah Yeah. you know it's like i I, because i don't get sex toys i really don't i i never understood it but i bet you money that's why they came about without doing any research but you know i don't know it seems logical to me but uh but anyway but yeah go back to uh the the what i was saying is learning sales psychology right makes you look at money differently makes you actually realize that it is a it's a conservative principle everything about it is conservative principles because you're not advocating for equality of everyone you know that not everybody's going to be the right fit you know that specific people have different individualistic needs and certain things that needs that that they want to meet right certain goals certain dreams and 
the problem with with socialist collectivist like thinking is that assumption that well nobody would ever buy that think about it right most people who are progressives are like they think why would you ever sell this to people and i always find that the people who are staunchly progressives are are, are like against selling they're just against like any kind of like that that type of. Well, they're um, against work. They're it's not <laughs> work. That's true too. So learning sales psychology is interesting because it it fosters a conservative outlook on life, right? Because when you learn how money works, you also see why people. You also learn how people leverage debt to to do certain things, or you know why people spend money on stupid things, and. This is interesting because somebody who was a listener of mine said that he hopes that we talk about more business and debt and finance related stuff on this show because part of conservatism as we know it is understanding that personal finance, knowing how money works, how to make money is essential to it. It's essential to, to even how we, how we build businesses, how we govern people because we talked about taxation being punishment, right? Like really, yeah. there should be no reason why you should be taxed on a mutual transaction between one person and another. That would be like saying, maybe I'm not selling a car to my buddy, but I go and like, all I'd have to say is, okay, well, what if I said it was a gift? And then he just gave me some money for it. Would I be taxed yeah, on that? Avoid taxes. Yeah, yeah. But, so, But here's the thing, but because I want to get into what um, about, because you know, about what your one of your listeners had, you know, wants us to speak about about debt or whatever. Yeah, I'm telling you now, I have zero debt. I I've always known that credit cards is a scam, and the banks are a scam. Do not use it. It's it's look. If you believe that the only way to do business is through a bank or whatever, you know. You deserve all the negative, <laughs> like everything negatively associated with banks and credit cards and things like that. You deserve it because you're an idiot. And because th- everybody should know, like, seriously, you don't need debt because, you know, um, I, I don't know who, but there was a cons- uh, this liberal person and, you know, they were saying something about you know, people who only deal in cash. Because if you, if you ever look at Asian businesses, look at all of those nail salons and things like that, they're all cash only. Yeah. They want cash. I mean, some people, you know, they have credit cards, but for the most part, cash only. They only deal in cash. Why? Because, you know, to use a credit card machine that they charge you, the credit card uh, company, they will charge you per transaction. Mm-hmm. So like if you're uh, for using the credit card. So if, if, if my like, you know, so I, I know club. that's how they make their money. That's how those merchant processors. Yeah. That's how but they make if, their money. If I'm selling a drink for 10 bucks, I got to include the stupid merchant service as part of my uh, like it cost me 25 cents to make uh, a Long Island. If I don't use credit cards, I could, you know, easily knock down that price from 25 cents to 22 cents. Wait, so did you run a business that was cash only? No, 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 no. Because uh, you know, I know some bars that will do that, right? Where, hey, ATM's at the front of the, the place. And- no, 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 because uh, no, yeah, we have that too. But uh, no, like, because you have to, uh, for the restaurant aspect, it's better to have um, uh, a credit card. Yeah, because, okay. Because uh, for the 
for the club aspect, it's cash only because, dude, you can't run a successful nightclub when everybody, like when you're processing somebody, because it slows you down. And so, um, but, but, you know, so that's whatever. But, the, but, okay, so, because, uh, yeah, let me be very clear. The reason why you want to have credit cards is to trick the government. <laughs> I'm not kidding you because you can say, here's my sales. Yeah. And then you have all of these credit card sales, which is very minimal. And then like, let's say you put 10, 15,000 a night on credit cards and you'll have 85,000 cash. <laughs> and then, but nobody like, they don't even question it. Why? Because they don't know that people are capable of making a hundred K a night in a bar. If, if you have a bar big enough, like if you have 500 people, you should be able to do anywhere from 25 to 50,000 bucks. Yeah, that, I can believe 500 that. People. Yeah. So if you have like 2,000 people, you should easily do 100,000. And, um, and so this one place we're looking at right now, the capacity should be about 2,500. So I should be able to do like 100,000 to maybe 150 a night. And if the bulk of that is in cash, and I still have 20,000 in credit card slips, I could use that and save a ton of money. See, and that's how the bartenders make a lot of money too because they don't have to report their tips. See, because, you know, bartenders are taxed. If it's a good bar and they're making good money based on your revenue. Right. Because the assumption is you're getting tips. And so they autom whether you get tipped or not, the California, they will take out five percent on tips based on the gross revenue mm -hmm. and uh so you know so bartenders like it better when it's cash only so so like you know because i know i just literally said like you know only suckers use credit cards but then there's exceptions to that there's exceptions to there's all exceptions yeah i i personally don't advocate for credit cards um only in specific situations. Because yeah, well, here's the thing. I, I, dropped, I dropped thousands of dollars on a credit card to invest in skills training, like sales training. But that's made me back ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. You know, I'm serious. Like, it, it's fine. <laughs> you know? That's it's when it's appropriate. It's an investment. Yeah. Don't go out and buy, you know, vacation. Depreciating was, asset. You know? Boom. That, see, but that's my point. See, now, you made it. See, what you literally said just seconds ago is exactly why America is so screwed when it comes to personal finances. Yeah. Because people buy their vacations with credit cards. That means they can't afford it. So, you know, it's, you're literally going to take out a loan to go on vacation. Dude, if you can't afford it, then don't go. Use, I mean, because I don't use banks, so I use straight up cash. Like, you'll go to a hotel and then you tell the whole, I don't have a credit card. What do I do? And uh, they go, well, da, 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 da. can I just leave a deposit? $1,500 maybe. They'll take it. They'll take the $1,500 and they'll return it when you're done. You know what I mean? Because, and that's what you do. Like, and then everybody goes, yeah, but why do you got to carry so much cash? What if you get robbed? I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, back in, in like the nineties, that would have been a valid question yeah. because they go, not everybody can fight like you. And I'm like, well, okay, you got me there. So I don't know. But now nobody ever robs anybody anymore. They're all the theft is happening electronically anyway. So you're better off having cash. So, you know what I mean? And, and it kind of fixed itself. Uh, because you know, like, cause there's this other myth. I don't know if it's real, but people always tell it's me, it's like, Oh, you don't know Asians. Asians are always robbing houses because they know 
there's always a lot of cash in Chinese houses. And uh, because, you know, again, I don't use banks. I have cash. And I say, like, I have a safe, you know, and I actually, man, like you're old school. You're like, you're like ghetto old school. It's like, I yeah, no, but my safe things. was buried in my, the backyard. You know what I mean? Like you literally had to dig it up and da, 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 da. There's a safe in there, you know? So, you know, but they were saying, oh, like if, well, you know, if you're Asian, they would be able to take it because all the Asian people, they know that. That's, that's what uh, Asians don't use banks and all this other stuff or whatnot. And so, but anyway, but my thing is like this, it is a horrible belief that you need a bank because you don't, you honestly don't need the bank. Everything a bank has to offer is totally made up. We don't need anything from a bank. The bank offers you nothing. I mean, it offers you convenience, and if that's what you're doing it for, okay, fine. Convenience is cool. And, uh, but at the same time, realize something. A bank, you put your money in the bank. They give you, how many think, like, I think they give you 1% on a savings account. Uh, and, I know, I know. So, and the thing is like this. In order to use your money, they're going to charge you 8% on that. You know what I mean? Or, or 10% on that. I don't know how much credit cards are, but I can't imagine a credit card being more than 10% because God, if it's more than 10, you really got to be an idiot to use a credit <laughs> card. Uh, but think about that. I'm going to be charged to use my own money when you could just carry your own money with you and it's free. You made your money, so spend it the way you want it. You can use it anytime you want. And the other thing too, uh, the good thing about you know, carrying your own money, like you could set, like, I don't leave the house with more than like 300 bucks. Rarely. Right. That's my limit. I never go over 300. Why? Because I don't want to go over, but if I had a credit card or use the debit card, you know, use the banking system, you just, because you're not thinking about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And then because it's a card and it's like, Oh, I got to yeah, get, you can't, no, no. We learned that in personal finance, like deal in cash. Cause if you use cards, you don't see the numbers diminishing. You don't yeah. see it yet. So before you know it, I know guys who have spent like hundreds of bucks in a night on just cards. I'm like, yeah, you screwed yourself there, you know? Yep. <laughs> but no. So no, no, that's a side. The, the, that's, that's a good thing because here's, here's the thing. I got to say this on air, but because in, in sales, right. Mm -hmm. Even though I understand this, I also know when credit needs to be used. Cause here's the thing. I don't believe in debt either. I believe you got to pay off debt as much as possible, but there are exceptions, right? Because one thing that I learned in, cause I, I, I will say this, I've sold $10,000, $5,000 packages over the phone. Like the fact that somebody would actually give me their card information after 45 minutes of never meeting me. It, I still <laughs> think that's a miracle, but, but, <laughs> but let me just tell you this. I have to, I show them a way where you leverage it on a credit card if it's going to make you money and that there's a whole psychology to this. Like you got to show them that this is an investment that's going to make you money in the future. I mean like, dude, even brokers, right? Brokers know how to run through the spiel. Bankers know yeah. how to run through the spiel. It's like, that's how you have to make but money. But you do know. To the everyday American, you got to explain it to them where it's like, as long as you do, and it's true. As long as they do the work and they put in the steps, they'll get there. But most people don't. So Well, see, but that's, and that's why it's a sucker's bet. Because, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to down what you're saying or doing. But the, what you're doing is actually very, I mean, 
because you got to make money. But that's dangerous for the consumer. Because the thing is like this, not everybody's going to have that type of success because the thing is like this. When, okay, so. Well, like, it's tax deductible. Well, okay, but, but here's the, well, I mean, tax deductible for how long? You know what I mean? So, and that's the thing. It's like, because this is the thing. The government will always change their tax laws. So you can't have that mentality of like, I'm going to make an investment because these are tax breaks. You always got to remember this. When you're making money, you got to make more money than what is owed to you. So mm-hmm. like I, when I, cause like I, I don't take loans from banks. I don't take loans from credit cards. None of that stuff. The people I get loans from are my business partners and it's not really a loan. I am now splitting. It's an IOU, right? No, it's not even an IOU. They're my business partners. So they assume the risk with their money. And, and I have to really explain this carefully because a lot of people don't get it because what you're doing is like, what's your, okay, this is what your example is. Your example is this, look, use your credit cards at a 10%. uh, I I don't even know what credit cards, if I knew how much credit cards were, I I could do this better, but I'm just going to say 10%. If it's eight, 7%, I don't know. Uh, uh, but let's say 10, cause I don't know if it's 20. I don't know if it's 10. So, uh, you know, eight, five, but in the old days, you know, you can get a credit card for like seven, nine or something like that. 6.5. Sure. Anyway. So, um, but, um, so you're literally saying this, use your credit cards and take out money on a 10% rate. That, that's insane. Because you are already not only in the hole for whatever it is that they bought off of you, but now they're losing money at a 10% rate. If that makes any sense. So let's say it was a thousand bucks. So that 10% now puts them in the hole for 1100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And, and they have to be able to make more than 1100 bucks, you know, at a certain amount of time or else it's going to increase to 1200 bucks, yeah. 1300 bucks. And if they don't do it fast enough, that hole digs quick. And yeah. then, you know, now a year passes by or two years passes by and now they're in the hole for, you know, $2,200 and their initial investment was only a thousand bucks. So that's a horrible way to honestly start a business is one, owing people something at an interest rate that's you got to pay back regardless if you're successful or not. So how I always tell what, how, what I do and I really tell everybody they should do it the way I do it is this. You take money only from people who are willing to give you that money based on their ability to take a risk on you. Because that's what sweat equity is all about. So basically, if they put up $100,000, you are going to match that 100000 with your own hard work. Right. And your hard work is, you know, and the thing is that kind of pressure is a lot greater than, you know, because like, look, when you take a credit card loan, there's no pressure because the banks aren't calling you all the time. You know what I mean? You know, you're just doing it, da, 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 and you get lazy, blah, 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 blah. But when a man or a woman gives you a hundred K because they believe in you, oh, trust me, that makes you accountable. And when you're held accountable to that money, 
that's the same thing like holding 300 bucks in your pocket every day. You spend it. It's like, oh, I got like 250 left because I spent 50 bucks on gas. And yeah, gas mm-hmm. costs that much out here. <laughs> no, seriously, like I spent about 50 bucks a day on gas. Uh, so, you know what I mean? So like, man, I only got 250 left. So I got to, you know, buy diapers or whatever. So I got to, you know what I mean? Like I got to measure how much I have. And right. uh, so I'm very aware of that because I got 300 bucks in my pocket. And that's the same type of mentality that somebody giving you money does. When somebody gives you money, it's because they trust you. Yeah. And they're, pu- and they're putting their money where their faith is. And that's a big responsibility. It takes a special type of asshole to lose that kind of money and not care. Like, seriously, you got to be a total dick to say, you know what? That sucker just gave me 100K. I ain't going to do shit. Because a lot of people do that. Like a lot of people take the cash and they don't even care because, and that's why people say skin in the game and it goes back to skin in the game. No, 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 no. Skin in the game is for suckers too because skin in the game doesn't guarantee you that you're going to work hard. It really is. And that's probably why I'm only going to maybe do business with people who understand the Bible because like, (laughs) I, I think Christian people are inherently the type of people who will take someone's money and do like, they appreciate the 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 opportunity you know what i mean so somebody yeah. and they also know how to give they know how to give but but before the giving part there has to be an appreciation for somebody else and this is why like because like it just hit me how like my christian parents really believed in me you know like my my christian mother what she did to me one time and you know because she was like she taught home ec or something like that but uh, she made me carry like three eggs in a, right. some kind of basket and you can never put the eggs down and all this other stuff and whatnot. And I, I guess in like some kind of experiment to make sure that, you, you know, like how it is to take care of kids or something like that, because the kids are always with you or something like that. And I swear to God, I got into a fight with all three eggs in my hand. <laughs> the eggs didn't break. <laughs> but anyway, it's neither here nor there. But, but the thing is like this, I don't know, I haven't told that egg story, but, uh, but the thing is like this, Christian people, it seems like that they have an appreciation and, and, and they always look out for people it, right. it's, and they don't want anything in return. Like, I don't even know why she told me to do that or I don't know why, you know, my Christian dad told me whatever he told me, like, mm-hmm. I don't, but they always appreciated the opportunities given to them. And, and for some reason, they were good to other people. I, I still don't understand. Like, this is the hard part I understand. Like, the part about a Christianity I don't get is how people, like, because for me, it's inherent. And I, and I, I don't want to say it's because I'm smart, but it's inherent to me that you have to appreciate the opportunities given to you. But for some odd reason, Christian people always appreciated everything. I'm thinking, what the fuck is wrong with them? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's all I used to think. You know what I mean? It's like, why? Like, it made no sense. But yeah. anyway, but you know, I was a stupid kid. So what the hell did I know? But, uh, but as an adult, I get it. Like now I understand. And, and I don't want to say I'm only going to do business with Christians. Cause that's not true. I'll take anybody's money. Um, but it really hit me that Christian people have this innate ability to appreciate the opportunities given to them Mm -hmm. and that and that's something that people have to learn 
and economics. When somebody gives you money as a business partner, you yeah. have to really appreciate that and do your best to outdo and outperform what the banks are doing, outperform mm -hmm. what the S&P 500 is doing. Because, right. you know, when I give people money, I try to double their money in 12 months. And that yeah. outperforms anybody. And if I fail and I double their money in two years, then I kind of feel bad because then it's kind of like you could do that selling drugs or with oil. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, because no, there are true. certain things that you can honestly double your money in two years. That's, you know, something related to oil, something to, you know, like you can do that in a, like, uh, like, uh, I mean, you have to be Sudanese to understand this, but like if you're selling Arabic gum, you can really make tons of money. Yeah. And that. But uh, but um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but for the listeners, mm -hmm. people have to understand that using credit, taking out loans to start a business is where you're going to fail. Because if you don't have the money, the equity to do it, don't do it. Raise your own money. Do not go to somebody else and let them put conditions on your money because when somebody puts conditions on that loan, they're going to tell you how to do things. And that is wrong because if you can't do things your way, then you're going to be screwed because when people give me money, they don't tell me what to do. I am their business partner. Mm -hmm. I run operations and right. because of my heart, I'm not going to let them fail because I really appreciate, and I've always appreciated this. And maybe because it was my Christian parents, man, you know what? When I think about it, I think those are the ones that put that appreciation into me because That's I always awesome. appreciated those two dudes. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to say their names, but you know, my Christian mom, my Christian dad. Right, right. I, I really appreciate. That's why I put up with that nonsense. I should have just broke the eggs. You know what I mean? I just, you know, <laughs> but you didn't. But, uh, no, I didn't. I mean, he yeah. got off. He just ended up on the floor. But, uh, and I remember Tony Nelson goes, he was like, dude, you're, it was so funny to see you fight because you had that pink bunny in your hand. Cause it was like a pink bunny with, uh, mm -hmm. with these three eggs. And it was like, dude, you had that, th those eggs in your hand, just balancing it. <laughs> you just knocked them to the floor. But anyway, long story short, uh, uh, um, I always had an appreciation, and I think those guys instilled it in me, not without knowing it. Yeah. I, you know, when I really think about it, that's what, okay, so they put that, okay, I don't know. I, I don't want to think about, you know, Christianity. <laughs> but, but my point is this, Christian people tend to have this innate ability to appreciate opportunities given to you. So you, if you're going to accept money from somebody, like $100,000 or 50000 25000 a million, like, I only deal in millions. Even for me, like a hundred K, uh, like, so for me, like if I'm going to take somebody's millions, mm -hmm. that's a huge opportunity. And you don't take that lightly because they could have put that money anywhere else. They could have given it to a bank. They could have given it to like a trust fund or REIT, you know, and, and, and make yeah. steady money, but they're giving it to you. And that, if you put, if you're able to put yourself in those shoes, and that's another thing, like see Jesus, when he was talking about, see, because the reason why I understood that Christianity is about economics is because the whole story about the uh, turning the other cheek and giving mm -hmm. your, you know, like if 
they steal from you, I give them the other one. Right. You know, right. But that's that, this is where this comes from. So when Jesus says, you know, somebody steals from you, offer them something else. This is where this mentality lies in for economics. And economics is like this. These people could have given their money to somebody with guaranteed sets. Like the, if you put your money in the S&P 500, like a bond or, or some kind of mutual fund that's based on the S&P, your right. money's guaranteed. It's safe. Mm-hmm. Even if it goes down, your money's still going to make something you know, over a five-year span. So yeah. people are literally bucking the system and they're going to go to you and offer you something, somebody with nothing. Seriously, because you bring nothing to the table but your mind and your abilities. That's all you bring. And that is what Jesus was trying to tell us. Mm. When people do things like that, that's them offering you because instead of, you know, because here's the thing. We are going to rob somebody. And this, man, people are like, what? We're going to rob somebody from a guaranteed 10%. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing as the person ex- receiving the money. So you're robbing somebody of a 10% guarantee. And now this guy gave you money. Because you literally stopped him from going to something that is safe and secure. But now he's going to do, I don't want to say the Christian thing, but now he's going to do the Christian thing and invest in a person right. with nothing. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens? It disappears. It goes. For a bad Christian, dude. But if he gives the money to me, guess what? His money's now tenfold. Yeah. Because he's boom, 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 boom. And now that's his blessing. And my blessing is, guess what? I'm also rich. You know what I mean? So <laughs> everybody's rich. And that's why I'm telling, I believe, see, but that is not, I'm going to say that's charity, but see, now that guy has so much money, he could do all like, cause you'd be shocked at all these philanthropists out there. Right. A lot of people just give for no gosh darn reason. They give to St. Jude children's hospitals and things like that. Those are the kind of people that build these types of hospitals. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a million and I can flip that million. And now all of a sudden they got like 50, 60 million. Those dudes tend to build hospitals and things like that. <laughs> but that's, but see, but that's what Christianity is all about. That's right. literally what it's all about. It's because if you do what you just told your guys to do, it's all about greed and the interest and blah, 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 blah. But when somebody honestly gives you money on mm-hmm. something that you honestly believe that you can do in your business and granted my business is like nightclubs or crazy things. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, cash no, totally. Businesses. Like I'm all about cash and my businesses are always cash oriented. So, you know, but that's what happens. Like usually the guys that invest in me tend to be good people, but I mean, Okay, so I do a lot of EB-5 stuff too, but that's different. They want to come to this country. I don't know if they're good or bad, but, you know, for a million bucks, guess what? They get green cards. And yeah, they it get works money. out. It works out, yeah. Yeah, so it works out. So it's it, Because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Like, I thought you did EB-5. Yeah, I do that too. I don't turn away from money. Are you kidding me? Shit. <laughs> come on now. But that said, yeah. but I understand how Christianity really is a very, very simple economic system based on trust. That's all it is. It's based on trust and, and knowing that somebody has 
you know, you're going to reward somebody for their abilities because see now, instead of welfare, instead of food stamps, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to invest in the poor. You don't give to the poor. You invest in the poor. You let their ideas come out. You let their entrepreneurship come out. That's why you're not supposed to go to a bank for this bullshit. You go to other people. Seriously, you don't go to credit cards, you don't go to banks, you go to people directly and then you pitch them your ideas. You show them. Mm-hmm. If you're a poor person, you don't go asking for handouts. Oh, I need, my EBT card's on zero. <laughs> I need to go beg for money. No, you don't do that. Yeah. What you're supposed to do is use your mind, figure something, even if it's just a hot dog stand. Show somebody how you need 200 bucks to open up a hot dog stand and you're going to sell hot dogs and be mm-hmm. good at it. And yeah. my 200 bucks, well, maybe like in San Francisco, you probably need like 1,500 bucks. <laughs> Anywhere else, I believe 200 bucks is enough to set up a hot dog business because a business permit shouldn't cost more than 50, 60 bucks. Hot mm-hmm. dogs are dirt cheap. You could, you know, you could buy like $20 worth of hot dogs and still make like 100 bucks that day. You know what I mean? And then a hot yeah. dog's car. I mean, gee, I'll tell you something. I know somebody personally who used to, you know what they did? They took a shopping cart and modified it into some kind of like food truck. A food truck. Yeah, no, like they put ice on it and then they bought a whole bunch of fruit and then they put like these chilies and stuff like that and they sell fruits like that in front of their churches. And I'm not kidding you. They did it for like six years and they were able to buy two houses in San Jose. That's how it works, man. That's Dude, how that's, it works. But, but you know how much freaking fruit you got to sell to buy two houses in San Jose? Even back then when they were doing it? But you did it every day for seven years. That's the fact. Well, no, no, she only did it on church days. So oh, like Sundays. Oh, man. Well, no, she did it on Like this church was like, well, she would go to the church. Like there was churches on Sunday, Wednesday, and like I think Friday or something like that. Like three days a week, she's selling fruits. And that's what they did. And man, I'm telling you now. She owns two properties in San Jose. She's <laughs> more than a multi multi millionaire right now. And that's insane because, you know, it, it's uh, who would have thought? You know what I mean? Like you could do something that simple and turn that into millions of dollars. And, uh, and she's a millionaire because of that. And that's why it's like, you know, there is no business small enough to ask. An investor. There isn't. There's no small idea because everything can make money. And if an investor is good, they'll invest in things like that. Right. Like that, there's that show Shark Tank, which is I like to watch it because it's funny, but it's also pretty good because it, it gets into um, you know, all of these things like like m- numbers and money, and but these guys are investing in small ideas. And people will invest in small ideas. There's nothing wrong with small businesses, small ideas. There is no idea. As long as you're going to make money, somebody will invest in it. Right. And, um, and anyway, so, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, do I believe in using credit cards and stuff like that? I mean, but very seldom. I would never, ever take out a loan to start a business. If I can't do the business based on my investments that I have from investors, I won't do it because, and I won't ask, okay. And this is the other thing I won't do either. If you need like, let's say like, you know, I'll use the nightclub as an exa- uh, analogy. If I 
told investors I need 250,000 to get this club going. And after one year, I need more money. If I don't have the money myself, I, I will just shut down the business. You never take out a loan to keep a business that went over your budget. Because you have to know, before you do that business, you have to know your budgets. You have to know your numbers yeah. before you know uh, how much money to ask for. Because I always ask for more. So like, you know, like for what I'm trying to do in, in San Francisco, I asked for 1.5 million. I only need 750. But the other 750 is for emergencies because you never know, act of God's. Yeah, that's what, that's why there's, there's that thing act of God, because you don't know. Yeah. You honestly don't fire know. a fire yeah, burns a fire, down. Somebody might shoot you. You know, you just don't know. You never know what could happen. You know, car accident could happen. You know, what if God forbid something happens to the counselor and then I, I got to drop the business. So like, I'm going to have to pay somebody, you know, like 300,000 a year to do what I do. Right. Because that's like, okay. So like, with somebody with my knowledge in nightclubs, they make about 300,000 a year in Vegas. So sure. I'd have to hire some dude from Vegas to, Hey, look, um, no, nah, I probably have to pay 400,000 to live in San Francisco. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's going to cost that much money. So that seven, that extra seven fifty covers acts of God because mm -hmm. you just don't know what's going to happen. And heaven forbid something happened to uh, the counselor, but you know, I'm ready just in case something does. And, and, and you know, because you just never know. You never know. But anyway, so that's, you know, as far as money and all this other stuff, it's real simple. It's not a complicated thing. It's people like to make it more complicated than what it seems, but it's real. It's basic math. This is the kind of math you learn. And I'm not kidding you. The math you need for business is the math you learn in the third grade. Right? Isn't that when you learn about percentages and stuff like oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. First grade yeah. for me. Yeah. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my daughter learned about stuff like that in the first grade. You know what I mean? I was going to say first graders know this kind of crap, but, but it's the truth. This is the kind of math you learn in the third grade. It's not complicated. People make money seem so complicated, but in reality, it's very simple basic Christian story. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's the story that everybody knows about. Yeah. Everybody knows about turning the other cheek and all this other stuff. And it's real simple. Everybody knows about the money changers. Everybody knows these stories. It's not like even I knew these stories, but it, and it's, it's, it's a real economic principle. But people just don't call it that because it's embarrassing or it makes them seem like they're not that knowledgeable. I, I don't know why, but like for me, it's because I was God myself. So, you know what I mean? It, it's the truth. If, if you think you're God, then obviously you're not going to give him credit. <laughs> but that's just how it works. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't understand why business is so hard for most people. I, I really don't. It's not like you're going to perform any type of, you know surgeries or anything like that it's just basic business it's nothing's fancy so you know i don't know but a lot of people might disagree with me though because they'll say things like oh no it's complicated and all this no it's just human behavior it's either you have the discipline to do it or you don't and uh anybody i mean if you're saying that's what anthony robbins or tony robbins and what's the other guy rich yeah, dad poor dad yeah, i know the robert book. kiyosaki 
yeah, Mr. Kiyosaki, whatever. If that's all they're doing is teaching people business, how much to scam. You know what I mean? It's this stuff. No, is the Bible. I but I, I learn from them and I, I'm, I'm dude, I know how to now get people to a point where I can help them solve their problems and then they pay me to do it. Like I wouldn't have gotten that skill if I didn't learn. So I wouldn't say it's a scam. It, for a lot of people who are already scammed. Oh, no, I'm not saying they're scams, but all I'm saying is it's a, well, when I say scam, it just means a way to get money. It's kind of like a scheme. Because a lot of people think oh. scheme or, oh, I mean, because I know scam has a, uh, well, I, I should, I should not use scam. I should just stick with scheming, but it's, I, it's not a, it's not a negative thing. Yeah. But, but it, it's because it's not, uh, because it's like, cause I, I don't know why I say like, cause I scam people all the time, but yeah, I get where <laughs> people would, no, I understand where you would think it's negative. Uh, but, but, but no, 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 no. A scam is just no more, nothing more than a scheme. Right. And, 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 um, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know why scamming, um, because it's like, <clears throat> there's even a group called a scam artist. It's like a DJing group like this. It's just, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, uh, when we say a lot of things that tend to be negative, mm-hmm. like the word bad, oh man, that was bad. That actually means good. But you know, it, it just all depends on how you use it. But no, 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 I'm not saying these guys are doing bad things to people. But what I am saying is they're just stealing from the Bible. You know, these are all biblical lessons that, they, that they're making money off of because they know how to put it in words that most people don't know how. See, because Jewish people, they don't know how to do this. That's why they're so confused. Like, they, like, and it goes back to what I said during the first hour. The Old Testament from the Tower of Babel becomes a Christian Bible because it's mm. all about Christianity. But they never understood it until Jesus came thousands of years later to simplify things. And I think that's what Tony Robbins does. I think Tony Robbins simplifies the Bible where people can understand it. Uh, and Rob Kiyosaki, because rich dad, poor dad, yeah. why would he even use the word dad? You know what I mean? Like father, you know what I mean? And then yeah. God is father, da, 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 da. And it's the associations. It's all these things about language that people don't get. And if, you know, and, and that's why you got to blame the Christian leadership, because if they honestly understood the Bible, they would have the type of success in their churches the same way Tony Robbins has success. Cause dude, Tony Robbins, he makes a lot of people better. Like Andre Agassi was very good, but after, and he was, you know, after Tony Robbins got to him, he became a badass. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just how it works. And and I believe it's yeah, they're performance coaches and all that. But uh, we do have to wrap this up, Professor Dredd, because I got to make my money. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) No, but um, I hope everybody kind of understood what I'm saying. If they got questions, tell them to email and and, and we'll get into even more. Uh, Because I I always feel like I'm not explaining myself well enough. No, you do a good job. I mean, people love you, man. You got fans and all that. I have to set oh, up a, an email just for this show so you can see it too. It'll be good. And once start people writing in, that's all we got to get this up and rolling. I'm going to try to figure out how we can do this live um, while we're working on the space. But guys, thank you for listening to the American Maiden Page Show. We all right, cool. Good luck, man. It's already past two. Sorry about that.